From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, it's great to be back with you, and we have a great episode in store for everybody today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Steve. Um, I'm looking forward to this episode, and how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad that uh, we're, we're just past the holidays and we're embarking on a new year. So that's exciting and looking forward to making 2023 great and putting uh, the past in the rear view mirror. Um, and, uh, and, and I hope that we're, we're going to have a uh, little bit of a typical year for a change in 2023. It's funny you mentioned that. I, I recall sometime back in uh, December, a a Twitter post, I think it was, or might have been Facebook, one of the social media posts saying, I'm not seeing anyone post 2023 is going to be my year. I think everyone's entering cautionally. Yeah, you know, um, I think that the world is expecting things like that. But after what we've gone through, I, I don't, I, I feel it has to be, be better. That's, that's my take. And, and, you know, we, we, we could talk about it this um separately but our industry has a different rhythm i believe than the the rest of the the business world and the economy so my experience has been that that we don't necessarily align or we're, we're we don't have the same real-time changes that the the rest of the economy has so I, I'm, I'm actually feeling good about it yeah yeah i'm feeling good about 2023 as well uh what we wanted to talk about today and is uh, some ways that programmers can advance themselves, and, and you know, in the past we've we've given some discussions to what does a career trajectory look like, and we've talked a little bit about the difference between um, you know evolving as a programmer and then going into management, and and I th think that we we both agree, and we've tried to make clear that it, there really are kind of two different things. Um, and, and both James and I are in more management than programming these days. And, and there's others that I've seen make this leap, but it, it's a bit of a change and it's something that you have to be prepared for. And, and it's not for everybody, but it is also, could also be for you. So we want to explore that a little bit and, and talk about what's entailed so that we can, um, enlighten people as to what our experience is at least and and talk a little bit about what goes into it and maybe some ways that could be food for thought and we can continue the conversation by hearing from you about it so um with my long introduction james um i know that this has been a move that you've worked up to and you you prepared yourself uh, both educationally and, and it's something that you set your sights on um, in your latest career move, which is probably a year ago or so now. What, um, what, what were you thinking? What, what intrigued you about going into management? What, what, was, the, um, what was the mindset there? Because it's, it, it, it isn't just being a, like an elder programmer it's more of you know being a manager it has a whole different set of responsibilities uh, so yes you're right it is a whole separate um mindset because you really as you get into management 
you're getting away from managing tech and dealing with tech to dealing with people and they people bring their whole other dynamic to the realm and so i think that what drew me but also it actually scares a lot of people too so it's definitely the whole of you know being a leader being a true leader and um, making sure that things are going the proper way is what draw draw me to management and and that's something that you know if you ask a lot of people that do what what we do and that came from programming that would probably be the last thing they'd be interested in is having to deal with people and <laughs> and and those types of responsibilities a lot most programmers want to be heads down and do, do write code and and uh, really be in in their world and and you know have uh, not have to be responsible for for those types of things do you think that this is something that is innate in in certain people and it just has to come out or is it something that um is there something else there like i i i'm curious because it, it almost seems like there's that there there are very different skill sets between you know being a you know technical person and then being a people person i agree um try to take a line from one of the podcasts i enjoy listening to is leaders aren't born they're made and so i don't think you actually find leaders who are just you know it comes natural to them we good leaders make it look that like it comes natural but they put a lot of work into it there's a lot that goes into the back end the management and the leadership style um that makes a good leader makes a good manager so i i don't think someone's naturally born with it i just think it's we are we learn the skills as we go hmm. yeah i um i happen to be in that situation too that i wasn't necessarily expecting i you know although I, I i started a company that was based around programming and programming was what i did day in and day out um learning to be a manager and and a leader was it, it almost happened by accident if you think about it you know i didn't think about doing it i just did it because I know I had to do it. And as it turned out, I feel like the, the, um, the reward was a lot greater for me trying to develop that skill set than go down the road of programming. But it was also more so out of necessity for me than it was um, by choice because I had made this commitment to, to um, having a company. So it's a, it's a little bit a little bit different, but I I um I agree with all the things that you said, and 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 it you know you you really have have to be studying a a different type of um, thought process and a di different and developing a different skill set in order to be successful than you would be a, as a programmer, and not everybody I I think is equipped for it. 
but I also think that some people sell them short, sell, sell themselves short and could probably do it, but may have some fears. So what, what, what are some, what's some advice that you have? Let me say probably the best advice is I, I kind of take this as two, two folds. Best advice I, I, I have read is, and this is not just for management or leadership. I, I know I've said this before in this podcast, but the saying of the mountains were smooth, we wouldn't be able to climb up. Um, that has really stuck with me as I've grown in my career is you got to put the hard work in. You can't be, things will not go smoothly. Um, it's when things uh, go smoothly, everyone can look good. It's when things are going bad and they're trouble and you got to struggle a little bit. That's really what builds your character. That shows you who you really are. And the second thing is, as a leader, you got to know that you can, the title as a manager does not automatically make you a leader. Um, there's a, a book I was reading talked about that there was a, uh, I forget which president it was, but his aide, um, hold on a sec, his aide was, um, she wanted her husband to be the um, department, the, the leader of the Department of Education or something like that. I forget what title it was. And the president responded to his aide. It's like, well, that position really calls for someone who's a good leader. People want to listen and follow. And her response was, well, when you give them the title, they will follow. And that's a wrong way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. Titles don't automatically mean people will follow you. Um, and so are you able to do it without the title is what you kind of got to look at. Are you able to sit there and have people follow you? Are you an employee who uh, your teammates come to you and leverage you for your expertise, for your guidance? That already shows that you can be a manager and a leader if they're doing that. I, you know, really great point. And go, going down that road, you know, it, it, it basically, you have to be willing to give other people the spotlight. You have to be willing to put other people first. It, it requires a certain discipline. And, and, um, you know, I, one of the things that I like to say is that leaders eat last, you know, and that, that's, uh, that's, that's important to, to know that your, your success is going to be dependent on how well you make everybody else successful. Yes. That goes along with, um, a, a motivating picture I saw years ago, and it was a pack of wolves walking through the Antarctic. And it was saying everyone would imagine or envision that the pack leaders are in the front of the pack. But truly, they're in the back of the pack because they're letting the slower, the, you know, probably more weaker and using weaker as a general term, not saying they're bad, just they're not the true leaders of the pack to lead the group. Why the true leaders are one hanging in the back to make sure things are going the right way, but also there to protect the pack so that mm -hmm. they're not attack from the back that the weaker slower wolves aren't eaten by a predator out there 
Yeah, no, that's that's a great analogy. Actually, I like that a lot. I think that's uh, that's that's a really good way to put it, so that people can understand what you how how you need to treat yourself and how you need to approach this if you're willing to be put your team first. And uh, you know, I, um, the the other thing that that comes to mind for me is that the the members of a team put their faith and their future in the hands of, of a leader and a manager, and you have to be willing to take on that responsibility and know that they're relying on you to help them to become successful. And you, you can be that make or break for them. Yes. And yeah, you're that make or break for them. And with that said, you have to be a type of person who can handle that kind of situation. And what I mean by that is being somebody who can take the good, the bad, and the ugly and process it. Um, I, I actually have said this to my team recently is I want them to tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Cause then I can figure out what to go from there. I don't want them just come to me with roses and making sure everything sounds great. And then I have someone come to me and say, no, this is not working or this is happening. Like, as I tell my team, I don't want to be blindsided. I'm going to be there to defend you and help you and give you the tools you need. But I need to know that ugliness I need, or even to go on to a, um, a recent saying I heard, and I think it was a good one that I might start picking up to is what's that pebble in your shoe? What is that little thing that's nagging at you? That's bothering you that I can help take away from you and allow you to continue to move smoothly. And you have to be a tough person. I'm not saying tough as strong motion, like, you know, be everyone up, uh, but you have to be someone who can leverage all your emotions and check your emotions and use them at the right time. Um, I kind of sum it up as when I'm uh, working with young goalkeepers. And anytime I have a first time goalkeeper that I'd be working with, I always go to them and go, are you sure you want to be a goalkeeper? Because you know that you're either the hero or you're the goat. And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter if the ball goes past 10 other players on the field. If that ball goes by you, it's your fault. You have to be able to handle that kind of pressure, that understanding, and be able to harness that um, negativity and that, even the positivity, the negativity, the positivity, and all that stuff, and harness it for the betterness benefit of your team not for you but for your team i i am um, i think summing that up uh, and, and this is probably a good way for us to uh to, to really br bring this episode together is that when you're a manager you have to be willing to let people do things their way and you have to yeah. be willing to accept the way they do it and accept the mistakes they make and also be able to back them whether they make do things right or they do things wrong and know that 
they are working for you and you have to be the the one where the buck stops and uh yes and you know you you can't and going in and and doing it for them uh, or not letting them uh, not allowing them to make mistakes isn't necessarily allowing them to grow and that's that's a hard thing for a lot of people especially people that are do do what we do because we're we're more perfectionists we're more detail um having wanting things done a specific way and and that that can be very that could be a challenge for certain people oh yeah and to make sure that our audience understand what we mean by that is we're not saying that let your team do things completely wrong that you know is hurting you at, at your company or your business or your actually your end user and go well i'm going to defend them but Allowing your teammate to make or your team to make that mistake and going, okay, that was not the right way of doing it. Let's come up with the proper way of doing it. And you know, you're guiding them. I like the saying of you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. Um, that's what we're doing, is we're providing the tool for our team to do and learn and build and to be that person um as i have summed up to student workers and other people is i want them to do better than me like i kind of sum up as a manager is you're like a parent you look at your kids um you always want your kids to do better than you you achieve more than you and that's how i look at my team i want them to do more than me. And it was funny is I mentioned that to a student worker and he returned. It's like, I don't know if I, I can fill those shoes. Like he, I don't think he realized I set the bar high for him as a student worker. And he, he, he it took him back. I, I was like, there's no reason why you can't fill those shoes. I'm going to give you the tools and resources to get there. I don't expect you to get there today or tomorrow, but hopefully you get there. I'm not going to have a situation where you're held back. And I've seen that too many in bad leaders and bad managers is they push people down. They're like, no, you can't do better than me. So here you're pushed down, you're pushed down. No, a, a good manager, a good leader wants their team to do better than them. I don't think there's a, a better way to wrap this up than just saying that. I think that's perfect. That's uh, that, that is, that is really the essence of all of this. And so if you are listening and you have an interest in getting into management or leadership and you feel like that's the next step in your career or even a step down the road as as you know uh, being a programmer today and and um, going in that direction in the future reach out to us because we be glad to talk with you about it i'm sure that we'll be speaking about it on a, a future episode in more detail but but both of us we're here to help and that's what we do and we, we want to help make people better. And, and that's uh, why we have the show. So, um, so reach out and we'd be glad to talk with you and also share your experiences too. It, I'm sure it would help other people who are listening and other people in the community uh, to, to uh, take the next steps and also learn from each other and learn from the mistakes that we've made because we've all made them. And that's the way you learn. Um, yep. James, how could people get in touch with you, learn more of what you're up to? Uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter, AV underscore James King. I am on LinkedIn. 
not as active as I'd like. I'm working on that. I, I do write for the digital magazine, Higher Ed AV, um, where I write the IT and AV column that comes out monthly. You can also find me anywhere HEPMA's involved with or even the AV Life um, podcast. I'm a crew member on there. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. Um, Twitter and LinkedIn are probably the uh, better spots, but um, also present in others. The, uh, another way would be my company website at controlconcepts.net. And I do some writing for uh, AV Network, Commercial Integrator, and um, also have the State of Control podcast on avnation.tv. Uh, hopefully you're seeing us on YouTube and your favorite podcast player, uh, please leave us a comment, a rating. We really like to hear from you. It'd mean a lot. And we want to continue uh, on an upward tre trend in 2023. So uh, please help us do so. And uh, this is meant to be serving a community of programmers and we want to hear from you. So please reach out and let us know you're out there. If nothing else, just say hello and make a connection. And that's what we have for today. And this has been Ask the Programmer.